and welcome to uh, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to, at least hopefully you don't. Uh, my name is Son Edom, alongside somebody who is transitioning. <laughs> OMG! Terry Hokeshiro. Hey guys, welcome back. It's so good to see you again. Hey, so uh, you're transitioning. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> So what we're going to talk about on the show today is is just that ideology transition. Ideology? That's how you're going to label ideology transition. I don't know. I it don't just know. it just sounded like it, it sounded was something good. intelligent. Yes. Uh, no, basically. So we've come to this day and age in society where we have to have a point, we have to take a side, we have to have an opinion, and it's only one opinion, and we have to vehemently disagree with the other opinion. From people on the other side, bastards, and that's it. That's where we've come. There's a, a, a definitive line down the middle, and we have to choose a side. Basically, it's civil war. Mm-hmm. And so, what we're going to do is we're going to try to have a discussion about maybe breaking down that wall mm-hmm. and breaking down that uh, the idea that you have to have an opinion, and it has to be of a certain opinion. Why can't it be in the middle? You know, we've always talked about how. Uh, there's a lot of black and white, or people want it to be black and white, but there's always a lot of gray. Yes. And so we're going to live in the gray yes. today. And this is something that uh, Tara has been um, dealing with as far as uh, social media, putting some things out there, talking about some things, getting some responses and stuff like that. And so um, so it's something that we want to try to just share from her experience and see what um, what comes of it. And I followed along a little bit. I did not participate in the conversation uh, as far as from your social media, but I did follow it, so I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so what? Uh, what I guess the first question would be: give us a little bit of background about what kind of the concept. We don't really have to go into the too much specifics if you don't want to, as far as the uh, the, the the finite details. But basically, you posted something that got a varied amount of response from both sides of the table on the opinion, and then at the end, it was basically civil discourse of opposing views that came together and tried to have a dialogue without name-calling, without blocking of friends, without unfriending people, and it seemed to be civil, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. the uh, public version of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got some stuff. I did not get anything privately. Uh, yeah. It was all public, and it was all very civil. And so how do you think it went? You know, I'm, I'm really proud of my um, friends. I don't agree with everything that they were commenting on but i'm very proud of of the comments that they were like you said they were all civil they were all respectful um and i did not so let me back up just for just a hair a gray um, hair a, <laughs> yeah they're starting to come out again the salon opened for a short time and now it's closed again and now my grays are coming back again so let me back up just a hair um I don't know if you guys experience this or not. You can comment and let me um, know, you know, once you've watched the show. But I am constantly questioning um, why I am posting on social media, what it is that I'm doing. Now that we have a podcast, um, we have commented and joked before that I'm the one that likes to plan, likes to have a strategy, likes to know what we're doing. You just want to hit the record button and start talking, right? That's <laughs> so pretty much it. It's, yeah. And so it's a good blend, actually, because we bring each other, you know, towards the middle. Um, he keeps me from getting stuck and I keep him from um, going too far too fast. And so it's a, so far, it has been a really good balance. But, um, and I kind of want to bring up a couple of different topics in this, in this podcast. 
um, one of them is, you know, like I said, what it is that we're doing and what it is that we're bringing to the table. And then the other one, um, the back store or the, um, underlying mm-hmm. second story, I guess would be that when you start off doing something, you never do it right. Um, the first time around. So I always, when I talk about our podcast, I, tell people that, oh, it's kind of like being in the first season of Seinfeld. I don't know if you've ever watched the first season of Seinfeld, but it's awful. It's really awful. Like everybody's flat, you know, towards the end of Seinfeld. It is hilarious. The characters are fully um, fleshed out. Kramer is nuts and George is always yelling and his parents are always yelling and Jerry's like, oh, you know, he has that way of talking and it's funny, right? But in the first season, they were it was I don't even know how it made it on the air the second season. So who are you and who am I in Seinfeld? Um, I'm with <laughs> before we get to the meat of it, since I, I need to check this out, you I need, need to, to investigate yeah. this. Am I George the Yeller? Am I uh Seinfeld? I think you're probably uh, you're kind of you're kind of a George Kramer ish combo combo blend. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind about. of a Jerry like sitting back, like watching all the shenanigans around me, kind of you know assessing and trying to you know, put it all together and then have some fun in there, whatever. So having said that, when we started off doing this podcast, you know, we have this tagline, you know, highlighting the stuff that we've stepped in so that you don't have to. It's been working really well. We're in episode, what is this? 38. 38. This is 38. 38. So now I'm, my planning brain is back in gear and and I'm thinking about what is our brand? What is, where are we headed? Is this compelling enough? Who are we, you know, as people coming to, I, I worry about, I know you don't, but I do. (laughs) These things keep me up at night and I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we accomplishing? Is it compelling enough? And who are we as characters and who are we as people? What are we bringing to the table? And so I've been kind of in overdrive, especially in this environment. I, I, especially in this environment. And so to set the stage, we're in the middle of COVID. We are in the middle of, um, civil unrest, you know, of all the, the racism that still has not been taken care of. We are, the economy is bad. Things are closing down again. Jobs are bad. Um, it's just a really bad time all the way around, right? So there's a lot of depression. There's a lot of things going on in our society. And so I'm thinking about, you know, what is it that we're doing and what is this that we're trying to accomplish? And my views are changing on racism. My views are changing on, on the illness. My views are changing on, um, politics. We're also getting ready for another election and my views are also changing on that. So for the record, I've been a registered Republican. Now I'm just questioning everything like up is down and down is up and left is right. And everything just feels like it's backwards. And, um, and I'm kind, and I'm having to really stop and say, okay, well, what is, what are my values, and and what do I believe, and and I'm just like so confused, and so I put out, I've been trying to figure out, like, um, I don't want to be someone who has the answers. I don't want to be someone who just, you know, another podcast that you know we just put out our opinions. I'm a person who um, struggles, like I'm constantly questioning things, and I'm never quite settled in any one area as soon as I get an answer then I'm on to the next like okay well what about this and what about that and so I've been thinking about these issues of polit like all the issues politics like abortion and um gun control and um 
why people are so invested in Trump or, um, and people who are, you know, are Christians and say that they're following him, you know, because of his Christians. And then there's all these antics. Like I'm, I just get so confused and I look at a lot of these issues and like, <clears throat> it just is not black and white to me. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of issues that in the gray area is, I think is where understanding comes from and is where, um, we're going to get things done and be cooperative but things are so polarized right now. And I have often felt like I don't have a voice. I don't know how to jump in because as soon as we do anything, like as soon as we post on social media, as soon as we have a podcast, as soon as we write a book, the experts will tell you, um, you have to come off like an expert. You have to, you know, have an opinion and, and take a position on something, see a problem, solve the problem, see a need, fill the need, right? And so it puts us in this position of feeling like we have to also have an answer. And then what we have right now in our society is like millions of people who have the answer and everybody has an answer and everybody's opinion is, is there is right and you're wrong. And then, and there's no conversation to, to, to break this down. So the other, so I'm thinking about like, okay, how am I navigating all of this confusion? And I put a question on my social media the other day and I said, I don't understand. I'm so confused, I guess is how I put it. I'm so confused by Christians who who say that Trump is a Christian or they'll vote for him because he's quote unquote Christian. And I've had people say that to me. Well, I don't really like him, but he's Christian, so I'm going to vote for him. Or then there's evangelical leaders that'll say, um, you know, we have to vote for the the values you know, the Christian values, we're voting for him for the Christian values. In the meantime, he's, you know, tweeting all these things and saying all these things. Um, a lot of times it just sounds really ugly. And I get confused because nobody, like the Democrats obviously call him out, but the Republicans, like he can, he can do, you know, no wrong. And so I put this question on my Facebook and a lot of people responded. And again, they were very respectful. They were very, um, uh, just, 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 they just said, you know, their reasoning. I didn't question anybody. It wasn't my intent to have a debate. So I wasn't, there were things that they said that I disagreed with, but I wasn't, I didn't put it there to, to have a debate and to have a right answer. And like, I'm right and you're wrong and vice versa. I just wanted to give people a safe space to, you know, to put it out there. And they were very respectful. And so what I learned from that was I don't have to have, in order for me to engage in the conversation, I don't have to have answers. I can ask questions because we see in social media, like people just put things out there and myself included, like, okay, well, here's the answer. You just need to read the Bible or you just need God or you just need to be a Democrat. Or you just need to be a Republican or, or we put a Bible verse or we put, you know, whatever. And what is, you know, a quote and what is it that we're, we're really helping people by doing that? And are we really like, and I don't, and we come on here in the podcast and it's like, Okay, so I can sit here and, and have the answers, but is that really helpful? And so what I realized through that is that I can ask questions and I can, and I can spur the conversation that way and get, and get us all thinking that way about what it is that we're really doing. So like for abortion, for example, some of the people respond and they say, oh, well, I'm voting for Trump because of Christian values and because I need to save the unborn babies. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what if somebody's reading that that says, um, what if somebody saw that and, and they say to themselves, okay, that's all well and good. You're against 
um, an abortion. But what about, um, and I'm just putting myself in someone else's shoes right now. Um, when I was pregnant and I was, you know, in a spot where, um, I didn't have financial aid, couldn't support the baby. I was in a relationship that was not good. Um, I would have been kicked out of whatever I would have been shamed. I would have, my life would have, you know, all of these factors that come into play when someone is deciding whether or not to terminate their pregnancy. And if that, if someone is coming through that mindset and looking at this post, it seems uncaring. It seems hateful. It's like, okay, yeah, great. I know that having an abortion isn't right, but I'm in a spot that I, that is not, unless you're going to volunteer to adopt my baby, like there's nothing, I'm stuck. Like there's nothing that I can do. And so my heart goes out to that person. My heart goes out to the person who is in a position where they feel like it's just a no-win situation. It wouldn't, not to say that, it, that abortion is okay, but we just don't have the conversation to allow for people to be in that position. And then the other commenters were saying, oh, well, I Trump, I, I, um, yeah, Trump, he says a lot of things that I don't agree with, but we all make mistakes and we're all, you know, none of us are perfect. And I'm like, yeah, but then when you talk about abortion, it's just very cut and dry. Like, no, don't do that. And if you do that, then you're out. There's no like, oh, well, everybody make mistakes. We're not, we're, nobody's perfect. We don't allow that dialogue. And that's where I get really confused by this polarizing, because once we jump on a bandwagon, whether it's to wear a mask or not wear a mask or vote for a certain candidate or not, or to, um, you know, socialism or not, or abortion or not, we have, we're on these polar, we're on the polar opposite side. And we don't have any real conversation that creates real change because we feel as if we have to have an answer or support an answer. And then if somebody doesn't agree, we have this argument and it doesn't get us anywhere. And I find that so lonely, so frustrating. Um, and, and, and it makes me feel more isolated and so a couple of people said, gosh, I'm so glad that you posted that because I want to post that. I have the same question, but I'm afraid to because people are going to attack me. So I'm just kind of going through this. I know I put a lot, you know, out there, like you could jump in in a million different places, but um, I'm just going through this, this, like I'm at the point where I don't want to be another mouth. I don't want to be another person who comes out and says, I have the answers or I know what's right. Or I have the, like, can we look for the answers? Can we look for the truth? Can we have a, can we just ask questions so that we can have everybody on the table in a safe place and then decide what is the best way to go rather than yelling each other from the opposite sides? Is that even possible? couple things come to mind. First off, I think that social media is not the place. Like you have maybe a rare experience in your conversation and in your posting and the dialogue that went back and forth. That's rare and uncommon because most of the time you're going to have attacks and, you know, people just put stuff out there. So I don't think social media is the platform for the conversation. And so I think a lot of people try to make social media the platform, and I just don't think it is. And then two, you know, we've talked about in the past, you know, influencers. We've talked about in the past, you know, uh, what society dictates, 
you know, uh, we talked about it with uh, college students coming out of college, you know, and you've got this board and this box is on the whiteboard and we have to live inside this box. Mm -hmm. But yet there's this whole whiteboard outside the box that we can paint our canvas on of life. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, we don't do that. We try to live by conformity in the box. Like you said, you know, you don't want to be attacked. You don't want to have people come after you. You want to maybe fit in. You want to maybe be accepted. And so we live in this box. Mm -hmm. The other thing too is that we have to keep in mind that everybody does have an agenda. You know, a lot of people have an agenda and that agenda is what drives people, Mm -hmm. you know. And so when you have a conversation, you have a conversation about something and then their agenda or what they've been told because of agenda is um, what they're going to respond to. And they're not going to share, in my opinion, their true feelings because of this agenda that they got to serve. So, for example, you take the abortion. Okay. Now, if you're of a religious person, believe in the Bible, obviously you're going to have a hard line no to abortion because it's would be deemed anti-biblical. If you are a feminist, you would take a hard line yes to abortion because that's the agenda of that side of the aisle. Because we're talking basically about two sides of the thing. And we're talking, and we want to be in the middle. And so it depends on what your agenda is and what side of the aisle you are on. And then the other thing too is that, you know, there's the perception. Okay. So now you have maybe parents who have the perception that their son or daughter you know, at a young age, maybe, or any age for that matter, but you know, you have an unwanted child, you know, let's use the, uh, the teenager, you know, pregnancy for this moment. And so now you have, you know, what, what's that going to look like to the family and things like that. So everybody has an agenda of sorts. And what we miss out on, I think, is the person, Mm -hmm. you know, what's the person's experience? You know, I can't tell you how many times that somebody has done something. Maybe they've gotten pregnant as a teenager. And then you come to them and say, you shouldn't have done that. Well, no kidding. I mean, that's like the, the most or the least helpful thing. helpful thing to say ever. You shouldn't have done that. Okay, we all know that. Or you were speeding, you got a ticket. Well, you shouldn't have sped. Mm-hmm. Okay, we know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, those, that's the dumbest thing to say. And so instead, we, instead of coming up and, and supporting whoever it is or whatever the topic is, you know, we want to sit there, we want to have a stance, and we want to be judgmental about that stance, and we want to be right. We don't like to be wrong. People don't like to be wrong. And... So what it comes down to after listening to kind of what you say is I think of, of science. When I did pay attention in science class and we did um, experiments, you, you, you looked at everything mm-hmm. and then you formed a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. I think this is what's going to happen mm-hmm. or this is what I think. Then you do your experiment mm-hmm. and then the science, so to speak, the experiment will dictate then the result Mm -hmm. and you're like either right close to right wrong and you have the outcome and i know life sometimes we feel like we can't do that because we have to know and sometimes we can't afford time to do experiments and kind of do that but i think that that's kind of what i hear you kind of talking about that comes to mind is like you know we need to sit there we need to take a look at everything that's going on and in each circumstance and we need to realize so you take your, your uh, posting about the president and, and beliefs and what people think about him, you know, and I think there's, for those people, there's validity in everything that they say because that's what they believe, you know. Um, do they believe that he's a Christian and therefore that's why they should vote for him? Well, yeah, they probably do. Are there things that he, that he uh, does that is wrong? Yeah, of course. Is there an alternative to him? No, because the next person is going to be just the same because there's people that can point out the same thing for the next guy. And just for transparency, I, I'm not a fan of Biden either. Yeah. And, so and, I'm, not, I'm not saying 
um, one over the other is no, better. No, you just use him as this example. But I'm confused yeah. why people don't. Well. I So the bigger thing is that I'm confused why on each side, no matter what the mm-hmm. topic is, it could be a vacuum cleaner. There are pros and cons mm-hmm. to everything. Everything has a pro and a mm-hmm. con to it, right? And when we talk about a lot of these big issues, even the little issues, but when we talk about a lot of these big issues, it's all the pros, right? All the benefits, all the values, and then we ignore the cons. And we do that in marketing. People that we were trained, you know, there are certain marketing circles that we are trained to overcome the no. We don't engage in 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 understanding necessarily, but we just, we overcome whatever objection they have, right? And so we're so trained to like, to um, put out the positives and to champion the positives and to champion um, one side of it that when we are not humble enough to list out the cons on our own side, to me, it completely devalues the whole argument. And I get really lost in that. Like, I'm wondering why we are so afraid to say, um, you know, here's the, the pros of I, some of the people that posted the pros of Trump were like, he's um, passed a certain act or he did um, trade things with China or he I can't remember what they said. So they were they were naming out the pros that he has done. And then the negative the cons, they were just like, well, you know, we all make mistakes and he's not perfect. We kind of gloss over that. Okay, well, he's mean to people. He puts out these tweets that are that are derogatory a lot of times and that are, you know, whatever. So I'm not saying to demonize the guy or anybody. I'm saying why are we not comfortable even in ourselves? Why are we not comfortable to to list out the pros and the cons? Because even in the even in the campaigns, like we haven't really started the campaigns because we've been so knee deep in the in the virus and, and the um, racism and all that kind of stuff. Um, so soon, I think the the two conventions. I think I saw on TV it advertised in September. I think the two conventions are coming up. But um, so we haven't really seen a whole lot of political like commercials and that we typically see. But they're coming, and and every time we have a campaign, it's like okay we. Like, like if you and I were running for president, like the typical standard, the typical model would be like, my commercials are going to be all about everything that you've done wrong. And your commercial is going to be all about everything that I've done wrong. Please explain to me how that's helpful to the, to, to us, the American, like, how am I supposed to, why can we not be brave enough to list out our own pros and cons? Well, I think, I think you mentioned it when you, when you touched on it early on, because we're conditioned that way. We're conditioned, you know, in in radio advertising, your job begins when the person says no. You know, if you walked into a furniture store and you wanted them to advertise on a radio station, for example, Mm -hmm. and they said yes, hey, great. But when they say no, and most of the time people say no, that's when your job begins Mm -hmm. to change that. Um, Like you said, when you write a book, there's and and that's, you know, the number one thing in any type of advertising. You know, Mm -hmm. here's the problem. We've Mm -hmm. got the solution. Mm -hmm. And then you have competitors. Mm -hmm. Okay, so two shades of lipstick or two different brands of makeup. Mm-hmm. Why ours is better than yours? It makes your skin more natural. It's better for you. It comes off easier at night. Then you have to compete against each other because you want people to buy your product. And should be, I be alarmed that you know those things? No. <laughs> I'm well versed 
in a lot of things through my years in radio. And so, you know. Maybe you, I need to ask you about products. Yes. And, and so, you know, and that's the thing. You know, you've, you walk down the mall and you've got this uh, store with makeup and that store with makeup. And they're competing against each other. Right. And I think that's what we become. We become conditioned to that. Where that we don't have the ability. It seems odd and it seems out of place if we we're real <laughs> yeah if we do something i mean if we put people on a pedestal that's the other thing and we think these people can do no wrong and then when they do something wrong we have to come and defend them i mean right, right now we are in a culture a huge culture of blaming people for everything they've done wrong right and the people that are accusing the people of doing wrong things hundreds of years ago are doing wrong things themselves as they protest mm-hmm. what the wrongdoings were okay mm-hmm. if you want to mm-hmm. be honest and real Mm-hmm. Whether you agree with it or not, another story, but you know, the way they're going about it, wrong. And so they don't want to admit that. And so that's what we become. We become where you're wrong, I'm right, and the way I do it is right, and the way because that's how we're conditioned to it from day one in a consumer driven society. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard that's part of the culture that needs to change. Mm-hmm. The culture that needs to change is that it's okay to. But we don't want to accept our failures either. You know, we talked about it on the last podcast that oftentimes we learn best from our own failures we do and so if we're not going to acknowledge that we failed and we're not going to acknowledge our cons Mm -hmm. how are we going to improve upon them Mm -hmm. and i don't think people like to acknowledge their cons or their failures because then they feel Mm -hmm. like a failure because society says you failed or they feel weak or they Mm -hmm. feel um yeah vulnerable to the point that and the other part of it too i i get it that like if we admit our weaknesses and we admit our failures if we have if we're all transparent enough to have our pros and cons list, we don't know if the other person that, that hears that, if they're going to be safe enough because people will use it against us. And so we want to hide what we did wrong. We want to hide our, our cons because um, we don't want it to be used against us. We don't want to look foolish or weak or silly and, or like that we're incompetent. And so we, hide them even more but i just feel like we've gotten to a point that everything is fake and and on both sides of the aisle people are saying i just don't know who to trust anymore i don't trust the media which i'm included i don't trust any of the media outlets yeah Trust (laughs) trust us why should you trust us either like like i don't I don't trust politicians. I don't trust the media. I don't, I I feel like I'm getting half the story and I don't think that it, I think that we're making our society worse by doing that, by not being transparent, by not, you know, honoring our pros and cons. Um, I think that we are making the situation worse and worse and worse and we are making ourselves Mm -hmm. more and more polarized because we're not wanting to do that. And I'm, I'm naive enough to think I guess where I'm kind of going with all of this is that I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, I want to be the change. Like, am I, do I, am I naive enough to think I'm going to change the world? No, but can I change my personal space? Maybe like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to participate in the problem anymore. I don't want to participate in polar opposites. I don't want to participate in pretending like we have the answers. I want to, be the, a person who's like asking the questions and volunteering. Okay, here's the pros and the cons. And you know, I'm never going to run for any type of office. But if I did, I would. I if I had a million bucks right here, I promise you, I would not run commercials that point out everything that is wrong with you. Because it'd be a waste of money. <laughs> because there's nothing wrong with you. Exactly. 
<laughs> because you're perfect. Exactly. The so, great, so I should the great yes, Sonny Edom. Remember, so I should you run came up against that. the great Sonny Edom because it would save me thousands yes. of dollars in yeah. advertising. And then you could just promote be, and myself. How everything great good I about am. you. Exactly. Yes. See, now yes. you're catching on. There we go. See, so that that's my like naive thinking that like I'm 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 so frustrated and I'm so at the at the and I and I we have to think we've talked multiple shows about how do we roll during the day well how do we make our decisions what is our core about this is what keeps me awake okay so how are you going to change I am going to start asking questions I'm going to give less opinions because we have had multiple shows where you say to me well what do you think well why do you think people do that and I jump on that bandwagon because I'm like you know why do you think you do that because I'm academic, shut up. Because I'm, I love academics. I love information. I love like solving a problem. And so I feel I fall into that. Like, okay, I have to, and yes, there are answers and that we need to come up with answers, but I don't want to be another talking head. Okay. Yeah. That's an expert. Saying. That's like, I have the answers and you should listen to me. No, you should ask the questions. But we do have experiences because, you know, we talk about stuff we go through so they don't have to. So we do have experiences that others might not have gone through yet or they might yeah. be going through that you could share. So, you know, it might not be the answer, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, finite answer to something, but it could be an answer to somebody's question of how did she go through? Right. Because, you know, one of the things we've talked about in the past is, you know, you had a, um, a hard time of, of dealing with things like uh, being approved. You know, yes. so, you know, and, yes. and, and the work you do is being approved and, and mm-hmm. accepted as something good. Mm-hmm. And so there's people out there that could be going through the same thing and you've come a long way. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that journey is complete or not. Only you can answer that. No. But you've come a long way and you've taken steps and you've taken steps mm-hmm. and you've done things to get to where you are now. Mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. And you've been on that ledge. And so there's people out there that might want to look to you for an answer mm-hmm. that you could provide to them because you've been through that. Now, I could offer an opinion, but I've never been through that. So mm-hmm. you would be one that would have an, an answer. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, a... I think the answer, yes, I agree with everything that you're saying, because you are the great Sonidum. And so, but I think the answer is the pros and the cons. I think the answer is is not coming at it from an expert place, but no. saying, this is my experience, mm-hmm. This is these are the the pros these are the good things the good decisions maybe that i made and it worked out this way these are the bad decisions that i made and it worked out this way and this is what i learned from those bad decisions and then being honest about yeah i do struggle with getting stuck i do struggle with procrastination i am in my head all the time and i have a hard time getting out of my head that is the downside of tara well i mean and then you go back to you know the abortion thing real quick i mean I would like to hear, I never really do hear, but I'd like to hear people who have actually been through that and had yes. it talk, but yet yes. they're muffled because they might be stigma yes. or they might be ostracized or the other other side that is for abortion shuts them down because they don't want to be put in a, exactly. in a life. And so again, that's kind of what they, you're dealing because with. Because that's what I feel like. They don't want the, they don't want. Of course not. To hear the other side, they don't want to hear that women have actually struggled from an abortion or have had health issues. It's like, they say like, like the two sides, like we fight, like like, oh, you know, one side will say abortion is fine. The other side will say, no, abortion is not fine. Okay, well, let's find out. Mm-hmm. Let's ask and be honest enough to let women talk. I would, I've always wanted to be like, okay, if you've had an abortion, whatever your experience is, you know, send me an email and let me sift through it and let me, let me go through and see what the trends are and, and see what the, the, that's, okay, so here you go. If you, <laughs> 
you want to share. If you want to share and help me out here and finding out, you know, some real answers, send me your story. Tell me, like, like I don't know why we have to have. Well, I do know why, because it's money. It's advertising, it's money, it's dollars. And if people are having bad experiences with abortions, then they're not going to get the funding that they want and, and whatever. It just hurts our society. It's well, hurting all of us. Let's take something less controversial, still controversial, climate change. Yeah. Okay. Now, Al Gore is a big proponent of climate change, plus other people. But let's just use him because he seems to be the champion. Mm-hmm. And he's made a ton of money, according to several news reports and stuff, okay, if we want to believe that through the years, off of climate change. Okay, there's also times where s- climate change has failed, like Solandra or Solyndra, whatever that uh, natural energy thing that we did one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, there's the bad thing. And so you got both sides out, but you got an underlining root cause of money involved, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And, and so, again, do we have to, we have to, I think, go back to... You know, now, so then, so then get back to climate change. Let me finish, so I don't get tangential here. Let me finish my thought. <laughs> so we have this dividing line. You're either for climate change or against it. And you can't be both. Right. Now, if you're for climate change and you're making millions of dollars off of it because we should buy a $20 light bulb that lasts 100 years mm-hmm. or a 97 cent condescent light that lasts a few months, you know, so we're taking both sides. But why can't there be a combination of both? Why can't we have the realization that, yeah, we need, we need to treat the planet the right way, mm-hmm. but we need to go about it in a manner that is um, appropriate. So, for example, we all have to pay in California. I don't know where you're at. It's 10 cents a bag. Well, then they decided to get rid of plastic bags, you know, because it's <laughs> killing the sea turtles. So now through this pandemic, they realize that um, the reusable bags are no good because you could be bringing COVID into the stores. So now they've gone back to plastic bags. So now we're back to killing the sea turtles and and paying ten cents. And no, well, the, the ones down here are free. They're because of the, because we're in the pandemic. Well, yeah. They went to free. But and the real irony is, <laughs> which I do not understand at all. So when we started off with the plastic bags, they were those first. They were thin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? They were the thin ones. So when the kids were growing up, they were thin, and I used them for their lunches. I used them for trash can liners in the house. I reuse them all the time. I mean, this is a great, I don't have to worry about lunchboxes coming home. I just pack mm-hmm. their lunch in this, you know, thin bag. They can throw it away. Done. End of story. Then, like you said, they the, the grocery store says, oh, they're bad for the sea turtles. We're not going to do plastic bags anymore. So they got rid of them completely. The part that you skipped is that the, then they came back with the plastic bag that was thicker right. and heavier yeah. because the they, their excuse was, um, oh, you can reuse. And I'm like, well, I've reused the other ones. Right. Why does it have to be thicker in order to reuse it? So, so they brought it back. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, wait a second. If the thin one is hurting the sea turtles and, and it's not degrading, right? Biodegrading. It's not, it's right. like staying around forever. If the bag is thicker, wouldn't that make the problem worse? Like, wouldn't they be around even longer? Than, because they were like these heavy duty yeah. plastic yeah, I know things. What you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then. COVID came and they got rid of them again, right? Mm-hmm. And then now they brought them back because, like you said, the reusables are people bringing in germs. Now they're back. Now we're back to the thin ones again. Yeah, now we're killing turtles again. And now we're killing. How does this even make like? I don't even. That, and that's and that's the thing. It's stupid. And and so that's the that's the thing where people just jump on a side without truly thinking about it, you know. Yes. And you don't really think about. The irony of, okay, here's an example. I went to Staples one time, a Staples Center, the one that actually sells Staples. And, oh, the uh, actual, like, convention center. 
No, no, the, oh, no, the uh, store, the office supply, supply store, oh, okay. not the not the convention center, not the <laughs> arena, the actual store that sells the office supplies. So yeah, yeah. Staples Center is uh, uh, the basketball arena downtown LA. Okay, so you went. To so the I went to the actual supply office store. supply store. Yes. And I don't know if you've ever been, but you sometimes get these ridiculously long receipts. Yes. Okay. So I bought a couple of products, you know, I forget what it was for, probably, probably, probably about a few. And so the lady looks at me and says, you know, we're trying to save the environment. Is it okay if we email you your receipt? I'm like, sure, absolutely. Why not? So she emails me my receipt and proceeds to put all my stuff in, in a, a plastic, plastic bag. bag. Yeah. And I looked at her and I said, I thought you were trying to save the environment. She's like, oh, we are. I'm like, well, you just gave me a plastic bag. Are we killing sea turtles with these? And this was about the time that we were doing this thing. And she looked at me dumbfounded. And I'm like, okay. I mean, whatever. I didn't have to pay 10 cents, thank God. But that was the thing. It's like the irony was we want to save the environment was right. her exact words, right. so I don't want a paper receipt. But then you're handing me a plastic bag. I know. And the bags now, pre-COVID, that whole thin plastic, thick plastic, no plastic, that whole thing, there were 10 cents the whole time mm-hmm. thinking that if we had to pay for them, then we'd use as many, but that's, you know. Uh, and now they're free. Now they're back to free again. Well, I, don't know. They, I paid ten cents the other day, and I complained about it, and they looked at me funny, like uh, your mask is not on properly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we're to, now we're to that. Just change the topic. Yeah, and then that and that story really quick that I told you a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of shows ago. This lady was like giving me the stink eye right. because I had straws in my in my shopping basket. Oh yeah, see that's at, bad. at Ralph's, and she's and she said something about. That I shouldn't be buying those or straws are bad for the environment, whatever. And I looked in her shopping cart and every product that she had in her shopping cart, like laundry detergent and dish soap and, and whatever it was, every product was in a plastic yep. container. And I'm just like, okay, I, I'm confused. But see, but see, I think that's why it becomes an agenda driven thing. And I think people have a hard time. They, I, I honestly do believe, and this isn't really a knock, but I honestly see a trend of where people want to be told what to do and how to do it. Yeah. They don't really have the ability to kind of think critically of their own. I think we're afraid to think critically be. because if we come to the, if we start asking questions like I did, then we're going to get feedback. And it's like, oh, well, how can you be a Christian and not be. Uh, which I am pro-life, but how can you be a Christian and, and be, um, vote, you know, Democrat is, is the question. Or how can you, um, how can you think, if you, if you believe this, how can you think, you know, that? And so people are afraid of right. that conversation because we don't know how to have it because we're so polarized. And you're right. I think we don't know how to look for information. And then I think we're afraid well, to. Because when I do research on a topic, I'll hear something in the news or see something on social media. And the first thing I do is go look at alternate sources on the internet, not the mainstream media headlines. I go, I go deep diving into some, some things. Um, and then I realize, okay, maybe this is true. Maybe this isn't true. And so, um, and so I, again, maybe the academic in me goes and chooses to, for example, I looked up and I don't want to get in this conversation, but everybody was talking about Native Americans, Native Americans. And so my thought was, well, who's a Native American and how'd they get here? And then I did some research and I found out that there may not be a true Native American because they might have migrated from some other places based on a lot of uh, academic papers of people that did uh, research on migration, 
okay? And so it's a big, long thing that we don't have to get into. But it got me thinking, okay, what is a Native American and where did they come from? And so then I started to see, well, Leif Erikson was a Viking. He came here, and he was here in the Americas somewhere, maybe Greenland or the, you know, Nova Scotia or whatever, 500 years before Christopher Columbus. And then you realize Christopher Columbus never even sets, never even set land on what is now the United States. He was more the Caribbean and stuff. So you start learning all these things um, that we may have learned or may not have forgotten. But you have to do the deep dive to do to, to get the knowledge is my point. And so then when you start to understand things from that perspective, maybe it starts to think, you know, change your thinking instead of just jumping on a side because you hear it on the news or because you see it in social media. And it takes work is the point. It takes, it takes work. a lot of work because a lot don't of, do that. no. And, and there's a lot of agendas. It takes time to find out, um, the, the outlets that are more objective and where you can get, the truth and it's it's hard to find i i, I know the atlantic um is better at it the washington post i think is better at it but um there's a lot of places that have their agenda mm-hmm. and so we can't trust what we're hearing because again they're telling all the good of their side all the bad of the other side there's no acknowledgement of personal cons and there's no acknowledgement of the other side's pros so how do we learn, you know, as people, how do we learn anything and how do we trust anything and how do we get to the point where we can have, because I think that's part of all the fighting that is going on is that we're hearing, you know, back to us, you know, running for president against each other again, they're hearing, I'm telling, <laughs> they're not going to vote for you, they'll vote for me. Um, <laughs> they're going to, I'm telling everything that's positive about me and everything that's horrible about you, but the but neither one of those stories are true. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a good assessment of everything that's good about me, nor am I a good assessment of everything that's bad about you. Like, so we're just, I feel like we're making each other dumb. Yeah. I really feel like we're making each other dumb because then it's like, well, where do you go for the right information and how do you find the right information? And because we're not willing to ask the the questions and to be brave enough to say the pros and cons. So you asked me like, what would I do? Like I'm going to start, in that space like because i it just makes me i get so anxious see i think i think a long time ago of course it was a long time ago but you take a look at the philosophers you know plato Mm -hmm. not pluto although pluto the dog (laughs) is pretty philosophical uh plato uh, aristotle all those guys you know they would sit around and that's what they would do they would dialogue Mm -hmm. they would talk they'd pontificate Mm -hmm. they would think ask questions yes and (laughs) they'd they'd ask questions and they'd do stuff like that to try to find truth you know um you think about you know the drug-induced era of the 60s people Mm -hmm. were seeking truth through their like they drop acid or drugs and then they would sit there and they like pontificate yeah they'd be like but there was a certain Search for it, okay. Whether or not that's the correct way of doing it, it's another story. But they're but they're searching for truth. I don't think we do that anymore. I don't think we search for truth. We don't mm-hmm. search for. We just want to be given and told, and then go accordingly. Mm-hmm. So again, quickly with the mask, okay. There's truth to being a pro mask, and there's truth to being anti mask. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're starting to see uh, now that reports, if they're true, that some of the testing is all convoluted, and there's a lot of error mm-hmm. in reporting. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's coming out on all different kinds of uh, media outlets. Um, and so, again, what information are we getting and what information are we making decisions based upon? And are we just being told or are we going to seek the truth? Are we going to seek what it is? And we're in such an instant gratification society that we want it now and we want it our way. You know, I think there's even uh, 
fast food joint your way right away, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's what we live in, you know, and I remember you did, um, you did the, the bad hair, don't care, vulnerability, no makeup videos for a long time. And that was so, you know, antithetical to, uh, um, the, what Instagram and all that is because mm-hmm. it's like, we got, you know, glam up and this is the, our, our glam life, you know? Right. And so you're putting this other out before there. Before hair and makeup. Yeah. Before hair and makeup. And I thought Dude, that's kind of uh unique mm-hmm. because, it's something different that it's not, it's the antithesis is what I meant to say. Yeah. It's the antithesis of what that purpose is. Mm-hmm. And so there then, you know, there's the vulnerability and everything that comes with it. And so I think it's going to just, from, from what you were, from listening to what you're saying and what I'm getting is it's going to have to be, you just have to be you mm-hmm. and go about doing you. And then maybe by doing you, other people will see that and realize, oh, I can do me too. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in high school, um, there was a lot of times I was a loner because I didn't go along with the in crowd or the crowd because I just didn't see the need for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I made my own decisions. Uh, there's been times where, uh, through work, I've lost jobs because I felt convicted to do something a certain way and I wasn't going to do it their way, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't going to sell out. Um, there's other times where things have come together. And I think most people would think that I'm actually an individualist more than anything else. Um, like to do things a certain way and I like to seek it and find it. And do it if I think it's the right way and not just a way because everyone says it to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it takes effort, it takes time, and it takes energy to seek the truth, so to speak, like the old-time philosophers did. And people don't want to have that, you know. I mean, some of the biggest conversations that I ever had were at the bar, you know, drinking beer. We sit there and we're just talking. You know, and well, we, and we, I, yeah, and I told you some of the biggest conversations I've had was at the porn convention. Right. And that's where it gets real because you take the judgments out of it. That's right. You know, you take the judgments. You're already naked. So I yes. wasn't naked, by the way, but, but. No, that would be, although you did have that bikini picture on the Instagram one time. Scandalous. It was not scandalous. Follow her. Um, no, but, um, but, but we, but that's the thing is, you know, we take away the judgments of, yeah. of things. We take away what are preconceived ideas and notions and we have a conversation and we have to be open and we have to be able to, but it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of willingness. I had a student one time, uh, DACA student tell me her whole story about why this, why that. And we had a conversation and it went very well. I still disagree with a lot of her opinions and views, but she comes from it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a DACA student and she's trying to get, you know, become a citizen, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, well, you know, get in line. And there's no line. And you go back and forth, right? Okay. Now, I'm just kidding about the line part, but that's the initial response. You know, get in line, right? Well, there's no line. Well, there's this, there's that, whatever. There's another student one time that didn't want to support uh, Chick-fil-A because of what they stood for and their Christian values. But she drove a VW. And I'm like, oh, so you support Hitler and killing Jews? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, VW was Hitler's cars, the you know Volkswagen, the people's wagon. And she's like, well, I didn't know that. And so then we had a, a, you know, an understanding and we started talking about things and dialogue and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and some of those conversations, even though we have different ideology, we had good conversations, much like you had on your uh, post. But that's because they wanted to. Mm-hmm. People don't want that nowadays, I don't think. And so it becomes harder, and it's going to be harder for you to try to find that. But like we've mentioned before, like Michael Jackson saying, it starts with the person in the mirror. And so you've got to do you, and if that's what you want to do, then you need to go do it. Yeah. And I, I- but I'd caution you to not dismiss your experience because you may have an answer for somebody else's situation that they could benefit from. And you can use that to help them, both the good and the bad, the pro and the con of your experience. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't fully dismiss the Mm -hmm. fact that you might be an authority on a certain topic or a certain thing because, you know, you mentioned the porn conventions. You might know what those people are going through and the behind the scenes 
when the consumer only sees what's on TV, the good, the pleasure. So for you to sit up and say, hey, you shouldn't watch pornography because this is what the people behind yeah. the scenes go through. Well, I think that'd be valuable information that people yeah. would want to know yes. and you would have the answer. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And, I, and I'm not saying that I don't have anything um, valid or helpful to say. I just It's kind of a note to self that I don't want to fall into that um, – paradigm that is going on in our society that we have to come across as an expert. There's a lot of programs that entrepreneurs can can do like, oh, we'll teach you how to have success. We'll teach you how to have all these. They don't teach you how to have integrity. They teach you how to market in a way that you get a lot of clicks and a lot of um, responses and maybe, you know, make some money, but they're not teaching you how to really engage in a conversation in a way that's um, that's helpful by by saying here are the pros and here are the cons and let's think about this and let's bring everybody to the table. Um, and I think that, so it's not that I don't have any answers. It's not that, I mean, I have tons of experience in mental illness. I have tons of experience, um, not tons, but I have experience in the porn um, industry, the sex industry. I've, I've, you know, volunteered and gone to th- some things. And so I do have some experience there. Um, I'm a mom. I'm, you know, a wife, like there's tons of, you know, I suffer with depression. So there's all kinds of things that I have experienced to that I can be helpful in. I just want to make sure note to self that I don't come off as like, okay, I have all of the answers. Um, because I, I don't, I'm still seeking for those answers. So as long as I'm humble enough to say, yeah, this is my experience. These, this was the, these are the pros, these are the cons. Then I think I'm okay um, in a space, and I'm coming around to the fact that I need to be brave enough to do that and to start asking questions and maybe um, bring other people along and give them a safe space as well. Because because if I if I see this and it makes me crazy, and then I participate in it, you know, just with our podcast, there's been podcasts I told you that I've listened to. I listened to an episode not too long ago, and I told you this morning, I'm like, I hated it. I didn't like listening to myself because I was sounding like I had the answers, that I was um, more right, you know, than than other people. And I was trying to um, not necessarily win the argument, but just we just have this feeling like we have to, we have to be right. We have to be, you know, we have to walk away satisfied like, okay, I, I was – and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that. Kind, I don't want to be a talking head. I don't want to be the kind of person that that goes around and gives answers everywhere. I don't. I want to give people a safe space to to chew on it, and let's see what the best answer is. And let's talk about yeah, you know, Trump is. He says a lot of. Um, he's done some good things, but he says a lot of horrible things. Let's put those two together, and let's not ignore one side of him or the other or let's not just say abortion is wrong i'm going to vote for abortion and then walk away and never even consider maybe i should adopt a baby or maybe i should help them financially or maybe i should find a woman who's struggling and come alongside of her it's it's just don't do it and then walk away and that's not okay it doesn't get us anywhere as a society well i think we've talked about it too where there's Two to three sides to every story. Yes. There's this side, that side, the truth. There's the right side, the wrong side, you know. And so, anyways, you have to, in this particular instance, realize that to everything, there's pros and cons. There's nothing that's going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's going to be only right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have to realize that, you know, people aren't perfect. You know, society isn't perfect. Uh, Jobs 
you know, aren't perfect. Ideology isn't perfect. You know, nothing is perfect. And so we have to realize that. And if we come to the realization that, okay, we have to approach this with both the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and when we approach it that way, it might be better for understanding mm-hmm. because that's all people are. And I think there's a lot of people that are looking for a third I don't say third parties in politics, but a third outlet, a third way of thinking, yeah. a third option, maybe, yeah. because they're tired of option one and two. They're tired mm-hmm. of this or that. Why right. can't it be both? And we feel like we don't fit in, and then we're depressed, and we feel isolated, and then it's like, okay, I don't have a voice, and what do I do? And then, oh, I can't talk about this because people are going to attack me. Like, yeah, we need a safe third option, a safe place. And so that's my goal mm-hmm. is to kind of move in that direction yeah and i think people would find that more refreshing like the post that uh, you posted and um and maybe dialogue and conversation but again it comes down to that the biggest uphill battle is the divide in this country and everybody takes a side Mm -hmm. and they cling to that side and they put their roots in that side Mm -hmm. and they're not going to budge and that's the thing that i think becomes frustrating and that you have to try to overcome and you know, it might take a little bit of work, but if you start with your circle, you know, your inner circle, we talked about it with, I think it was racism or any other thing. You don't want to fix the problem on the grand scheme. You want to fix it locally. Mm-hmm. Start with the, the local, your mm-hmm. friends, your family, the community, will, yeah. and then it starts to grow. And that might be a way of approaching it. So, you know, for you, maybe if you started that perspective and just conversations around your social circles. And then maybe it goes from there, goes from there, goes from there. And I used to use the pert reference and so on and so on and so on, <laughs> or Pantene, whatever it was. And then the screen, you know, would multiply, but nobody knows that reference anymore. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing, you know, it starts to spread and starts to grow. And, you know, it starts with you. You got to be the change that you want to be. And anybody has to be the change they want to be. And uh, it starts with you, starts with me, starts with us. And uh, why not do it? Yeah. So that is my, um, what I am going to bring to the table in our podcasts, I think from here on out is just a little more humility, a little more asking questions, a little more investigating, um, listing out the pros and cons of things and inviting other people to join in that. Although there is one thing that is absolute. What? That you are the great son, Edom. I am great. (laughs) I have to earn my keep. So that's why I say that several times a podcast. But... Because we're transparent, she came up with that. I did, not me. I did. So, just but I, say I it. may, I may have been being uh, facetious at the time. No, <laughs> you weren't. You were sincere. I saw it in your eyes. The sincerity when you said, "Oh, look at this shirt I made." The great Sonita. So uh, okay. Hey, so uh, we'll we just are leave it there. <laughs> we are a two steps ahead podcast. Highline the stuff we've stepped in, and so hopefully this uh, podcast has been helpful. Um, and again, you can uh, reach out. Uh, you mentioned earlier real quick, you know, maybe people reaching out to you. I know sometimes, you know, Instagram direct messaging might not be the best way. Is there an email or something you feel comfortable giving out or a way that people can get a hold of you through your website? Um, through it, there is a, a um, link on my website to contact me, so tarashiro.com. If you go to my Instagram, at tarahokeshiro, um, there are links there, link in the bio to get to my, my website. So you can, yeah, you can DM me. You can reach out to me on, on social media, Facebook, um, through my, my, um, website. And so if you feel like you have a story that is, um, that you want to, to be heard, maybe not necessarily with your name and your story, but you just want to put it into the record or talk to somebody, let me know, reach out because I would love to, um, I would love to hear what you have to 
say. Because that is one thing. You, know, you, you say we get our information from the news, from the yeah, top down. get it from well, real if we, people. If we start talking to real people, we might get the true story. Exactly. And that's one of the beautiful things about, for me, social media, reaching out to pe- with people across the globe mm-hmm. is like, I know there's, pe- there's a bunch of stuff going off in Hong Kong. Well, I have a couple people that I connect with on Instagram, and I've been able to kind of get the real story mm-hmm. of what's going on on the streets of Hong Kong from them and I don't really know them except through social media. So if we start getting information from the real people Mm -hmm. and not necessarily the news that's agenda driven, maybe we can start to affect that change Mm -hmm. and change the narrative to more truth seeking Mm -hmm. and realizing there's pros and cons uh, versus just going with the status quo. And if you want to tell me how great I am, you can reach me at my Instagram Edem rocks, E I D E M R O C K S. You can DM me night and day how great I am. Yeah, he I needs do not that. discriminate. He needs that. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, there's a link at Two Steps Ahead Podcast Instagram and also my Instagram, uh, where if you go to the link in the bio, um, it takes you to a lot of options. You know, the options are the same on mine and on Two Steps Ahead. You can watch us on YouTube. You can check us out on Pandora, Spotify. There's links there. There's also a swag shop where you can go and get merchandise. And that continues to grow every day and every week. So you can keep looking back if there's something you might not see this time, uh, maybe next time, because Tara's putting that together and she's doing a great job. And so, you know, she's adding things to it. So uh, there's the swag shop there. But everything you need to know is just the link in the bio for at Two Steps Head Podcast or at Eden Rocks. And you can find everything you need. And worst case scenario, just go to Google and type in Two Steps Head Podcast TWO and we pop up. Uh, and so with that, we say thanks for listening. Do tell a friend, take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great, be kind, and don't be an a-hole. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Thanks, guys.